Hello, everybody. What time is it? Uh, oh, is it really almost one? Is it 1 a.m.? I've got three different times going on on three different uh, clocks. It's either 10.56, 12.56, or 1.56. And I have no idea what time it is. I do know it's Thursday or nearly Friday. And I am back home here in Mexico uh, after a journey to Texas. You guys know I went to Houston and I had a lot of fun experiences, a lot of happy experiences. I felt in control of myself. I felt on top of life. I felt, um, I wouldn't say confident, but I just felt content with who I am. Does that make sense? Maybe that's even better. What's better to be confident or content? I can tell you, I can tell you to, I think it's to be content. I, I, I had a lot to do. I talked at the Manil collection. Again, the Manil, which brought me to Houston to begin with when I first lived there back in the day. And um, I had my first Stendhal experience in that museum in the Cy Twombly Gallery, uh, which means, go ahead and look it up. I'll put a link um, to the Stendhal. Let me, let me write a note about that so I don't forget. Um, Stendhal... So that's the link. And also just to the Manil. I'm up. I am I have a drawing up in the Manil right now. And anyway, but back when I was 15 years old, my friend Shelby and I drove from uh, Grapevine, Texas, down to Houston to go look at art. And we probably saw music. We probably saw a show of some kind. We were always traveling for music. So she drove because she was a little older than me. And I had looked up places. You know, I, I think I bought a book on um, Houston just for this trip. And you know, looked in the museum section and read all about it. Had no idea who Cy Twombly was at this time, but I knew who Rothko was, so I knew about that. Anyway, I figured it out. I went to, I walked into the Cy Twombly gallery, walked into the left-hand room, which is the one that has a lot of the big white canvases with barely anything on them. And I, I had, I just started to cry. Uh, and I was so incredibly moved by his work that it brought me to tears. I couldn't stop crying. I mean, Shelby, luckily there weren't that many people around, but Shelby just left me alone. And I mean, it was a really, really big turning point in my life. So anyway, to, to go back after many years, I actually, I've told this story before. I lived in an apartment complex that's basically on the grounds of where the Manila Drawing Institute is. And sorry, this is kind of annoying art talk, but long story short, I had a great time and to be back felt really good. I gave several different talks. I got, gave, um, I did an interview with the paper conservator about the drawing they own. That was kind of fun and interesting. I like talking details of materials. So that was really nice. Uh, and then I gave a talk to a lot of the staff and then I gave a big public lecture at the end of the night. And thank you to anybody because a lot of you listeners were there. So thank you to anybody who came out. I felt so good. It was standing room only somehow. People actually decided to, you know, take time out of their own lives to go come do this. And I felt it made me feel really good. And I felt like it went really well. So I'm in good spirits. Um, I am very tired. I will say again, I've said this before. I hate traveling. Traveling messes me up. My stomach has been hurting me for three days straight. But 
Um, I got home late tonight and I just ate an apple and that seems to be making me feel better. And I'm seeing Frankie and that makes me feel better. And I'm watching a funny Vic Berger YouTube video where he's making fun of Jimmy Fallon, which I am all for because Jimmy Fallon, I find to be incredibly annoying. Um, oh yeah. And on my way back, uh, home, I stopped by a Barnes and Noble. I hadn't seen a Barnes and Noble in so long. I didn't even know if they existed, but I saw one stopped in. Uh, had a good time. Uh, a worker there tried to force me, force on me a book that I wasn't interested in. It was sort of weird because this person who worked there, I didn't really like this, but also I shouldn't be so um, offended. But she act, she she treated me as if she just assumed I had never read a book in my life, kind of thing. And then she did ask, well, what other kind of things do you like to read? And I and I, it was weird. I have never really asked someone like, so what do you read? People don't really say that very often, or at least to me. Who are you into? And uh, I had no idea what to say. But I started to remember something, and I said, um, well, one of my favorite writers is Ann Carson, and Autobiography of Red is one book I always tell people I think everybody should read before they die. And I go, have you ever read Ann Carson? And she said, well, um, only her nature stuff. And I'm like... Okay. And I just went along with it. I'm like, maybe I missed this chapter of Ann Carson's writing career, but I don't think so. And so anyway, I was like, oh, okay, well. Um, and she's like, well, since you like Ann Carson, and then she recommended something based on her understanding of who Ann Carson was. Anyway, it was a very uncomfortable experience. And I kind of thought to myself, why did I do this? Well, I did this because I thought this is still maybe better than Amazon. And I'm actually looking, where is my book? I don't have it here, but I was looking for a specific book, a, a contemporary fiction book. Let me, let me tell you what I was trying to get. Okay. I was getting Otessa Moshfeg's, uh, the one, I still don't know the name of it, but it, it was the, um, Homesick for Another World, the short story collection. Cause I just read my year of rest and relaxation and actually had a lot. Uh, I had a good time with it. Um, so anyway, just a little, just a little mention. I normally, and I'm not going to read from the book. There's nothing from that book that I would read to you on this podcast. So that was the thing is that I enjoyed that book so much, but yet I took zero notes on it. And my, um, the way, the way I choose how I read to you has everything to do with if I've underlined a lot of things and it often has to do with beautiful sentences. And I I wouldn't say that was what that book... I don't read for plot. I loved the plot of that book. So I take it back. I guess I sometimes read for plot. So I am interested in reading her short stories. I don't know if I want to read Eileen. Sorry, I accidentally stopped recording there. So yeah, anyway, if anyone has anything they'd like to share with me about their experiences reading Otessa Moshfeg, don't know if I'm saying her name right, Again, to anybody who's listening to this and is expecting me to be some sort of literary scholar or poetry scholar, is just let me stop you right here and let you know that's not what I am. I am a fan of all kinds of different books, and um, I, but I know nothing about it other than what I read and read about what I read. Uh, so I have no training in this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to be cool when it comes to this stuff either, and I don't know what's cool and what's not cool. So that being said, I have no idea what I'm going to read for you guys tonight, but let me take a look at the stack I've brought over here. So one second. Oh yeah. As I'm looking through these, I wanted to share something with you guys. I just remembered. So on the airplane ride home today, it's kind of a long ride 
And I'm, I think I've told you guys I have this internal thermometer where if I am anywhere outside of about a two degree, um, uh, two degree situation, like I basically need to feel, I need to feel cool. I hate feeling hot and traveling is hard for me because of that. So I had a long sweater on top of my uh, t-shirt and I noticed like I kept the climate kept changing inside the airplane a lot and in a drastic way like it felt like 10 degrees different it, it would feel like 65 and then it would feel like 78 or something and it was just driving me crazy but I decided this was a little training ground for me I go Robin people have gone through worse here let's try to sit in this discomfort I know you don't feel good this makes you feel really, and I actually do get nauseous when I get hot like that, and especially the back of my neck and the upper part of my back is just burning hot. But I decided to just sit in the discomfort and let it pass and to try to try to think about how I do feel good. And I thought, well, all right, my hands aren't hurting me. I don't have a headache. Mm, my legs feel agile. Uh, all this stuff. And I, I got through it. This was a big step for me. I just wanted to tell you guys that story. I have no idea why. Okay. Let me get back to the books. Hold on. Oh my God. I just noticed I got my socks from Bombas. Here they are. I got these ones. If you look at them, they're way too expensive and I shouldn't have bought them. Let's make sure they're in here. Shout out to Bombas one more time. Uh, I know I talked about it last time. Here they are. They're called like ski socks or something. I don't even know. They're called Hextex. Hextex. <laughs> Anyways, the coolest design. And I swear to God, I don't know why I bought them. I think they were $26. But I'm obsessed with them. And I'll be wearing them a lot to stay warm here in Mexico. Okay, so this poem I've been wanting to read to you guys for years. And I just never got around to it. And since I've been talking a lot about my cloud project, which is uh, both, well, just my collection of clouds, my collection of cloud imagery from movies, TV, literature, poetry, blah, 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 and the way I'm drawing a lot of clouds from art history and my own clouds and the whole deal. This is from, I've, I've read from this book so many times, World Poetry, an Anthology of Verse from Antiquity to Our Time. You can find this enormous, incredible book for such a good price online. Just do a search for it and you'll see, or check it out from your library. But this poem is from Aristophanes. So Aristophanes, you may know, is, um, I don't, 14, it says, oh, 445 to 385 BC. And this is from his work, The Clouds. This section is The Clouds, The, in the Initiation of Strepsiades. I'm going to say Strepsiades. I don't know how to pronounce it. In Latin, we, have a we would have pronounced it Strepsiades. So I'm just going to go that way, even though that's not correct. And I don't have, it's a huge book. It's going to be hard. I hope my volume isn't going nuts here. Let me move my mic real quick. And I'm going to do my best. Here we go. So I hereby bequeath you my body for better, dear girls, or worse. You can shrink me by slow starvation or shrivel me dry with thirst. You can freeze me or flay me skinless, thrash me as hard as you please. Do any damn thing you've a mind to. My only conditions are these. That when a new ordeal is completed, a new strepsiades rise, renowned to the world as a welsher, 
famed as a teller of lies. A cheater, a bastard, a phony, a bum. Shyster, mouthpiece, tin horn, scum. Stooly, conman, windbag, punk. Oily, greasy, hypocrite, skunk. Dunghill, squealer, slippery Sam. Faker, diddler, swindler, sham. Or just plain lick splittle. And then, dear ladies, for all I care, science can have the body to experiment as it sees fit, or serve me up as a salami. Yes, you can serve me up as salami. The end. And that translation is by William Aerosmith. And whoever William Aerosmith is, I'd like to do a little research on this guy, because to translate that had to have been difficult. And what an incredible translation, and what a bold-ass piece this is. This is crazy sounding, isn't it? Woo! I like it a lot. I really like that. And the way, oh my god, and also I wish you could see the way it's written. Perhaps I'll uh, take a shot of it and put it on Twitter or something. But it's really beautiful visually too. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, go ahead and do that at Robin underscore O'Neill. R-O-B-Y-N underscore O'Neill. Oh, O-N-E-I-L is what that is. And um, what else was I going to tell you guys? Nothing. I think that's it. Eat some salami. Have a wonderful evening. Read for at least a half hour before bed. Treat yourself to that. But if you're tired, go to sleep. Uh, try to cut back on the caffeine. I feel like everybody needs to do that. Plant, plant a succulent. Be vulnerable. Pet an animal. Get over a fear. But accept yourself if you still have that fear, because it's no big deal. We all have fears. One of my fears is... Hmm, I don't like snakes, and I have bad dreams about snakes all the time. I also keep having bad dreams that I'm stealing things from people's refrigerators. I just now remembered that. It's been happening a lot. And they're all people from my life who I really care about. And I keep taking all of their food and drinks from their refrigerator. It's so weird. And it, mainly it's drinks. Go figure. Uh, I'm obsessed with drinks. Right now, I was drinking... This is not my favorite brand of kombucha. Simple Truth Organic Kombucha Blueberry Ginger. It's, it, it's pretty good, though. It's my second best. I like GTS. It's really called GTs, but I call it GTS because that's what I thought it was forever. What else do I want you guys to do? Just be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Take it easy. Don't be cruel to a heart that's true. Get out of here. Go do your thing. You don't need me anymore. Uh, salami. Something about salami. Think about it. Eat it. Salami is good, isn't it? Ooh, I hate admitting it. I think it's supposed to be one of the worst things you can put in your body, but Madonna Mia, it's good. I love you guys. Goodbye.